0: Welcome to the Red Review Podcast. Hi
1: Jeremy, how are you? I'm very well, mate, very well. How are you?
0: I'm okay. I'm, I'm actually recording this during the day whilst I'm, at, whilst I'm at work. So technically I'm skiving right now. Um, I'm, I'm doing a gold review and I, need, I needed... I've been here since 7, it's now 9.30. So I've done two and a half hours of reading, you know, trying to find the last minuscule typo I found one capital letter in one answer, um, and uh, I needed a break, so it's good It's good to have a chat. Allowed
1: you allowed a doing? tea break.
0: You allowed a tea break.
1: I'm all right, mate. I'm one... all right. Um, so we, we're recording this on uh, Friday the 4th, aren't we? And I'm in a fairly rainy Yorkshire this morning. Uh, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm with my YPN, YPO YPN friends in Wakefield figuring out what our marketing plan and what our training program is. Is going to look like for 2020, um, as well as a few other interesting ideas and things that I might get involved in with them in construction stuff. So, yeah, watch this space. Uh, it's going to be an interesting year next year from the sort of things that have been flying about on email. So, yeah, we'll see. Oh, good.
0: Well, oh, that's good. I'm I'm currently in the final throes of a big bid for a Scandinavian client, who technically I suppose are technically our public sector, but they're not OJU bound, so they're a bit more collaborative and it's been actually because they're still running a very um, honest process Yeah, you know Um, they've been very good and just shortlisting three down to what is a quite time and cost extensive three stage negotiation or competitive dialogue but actually just everyone who goes to meet them says they're lovely to work with and you just think actually that's a client that knows how to do the deal because all the team is going the extra mile because they met the client and they want to work on the job to give them a really good submission. Yeah, really good yeah. Solution.
1: Has this been going on over the summer? Oh, yeah, it started last year. Did they do that? No, it started this year. I, I did a... I want a deal with Ericsson years ago um, when I was at EC Harris. And uh, I was working on the bid with some really big partners in the business. And we got the documents. And in the documents... I think we got the documents in, towards the start of July. And in the documents, it said best of luck uh we'll see you in september and they just went on holiday the client that was it Ooh. there was no there was no clarifications nothing so they'd just literally Oof. gone on holiday from mid july for six weeks and uh yeah it's fascinating <laughs> Love i'd imagine it's a lovely place to work um yeah, yeah it's, it's very funny. dark in the winter yes, yes. yeah I grew up in Norway when I was a kid, so i'm yeah, i'm not very well aware is <laughs> yeah yeah when I, my dad worked in the oil industry for a company that built oil rigs, so we lived in Oslo um, for a couple of years when I was four and five um, so yeah, I used to ski to school and all that sort of stuff Whoa. 35, wow. 35 years, years ago but... now <laughs> I never knew.
0: there was there was one problem with recording in the office is that people are going to come and try and uh, interrupt me. Yeah, so we we better crack on, have not we? Cause... in the pre-call, we've had two people. with someone now hovering outside the door of the meeting room. I've, ta- I've, I, I, I uh, used my considerable physical weight and much less business weight to clear a meeting room in Mace for an entire week, which was not easy. And I still there was still one person who just would refuse to move. But yeah, we've yeah. had a we've had because there's so much going on both our bid war rooms are taken up by another team bidding two mega construction projects so we are in a in a large meeting room which is actually is quite nice and and i don't know if you hear on the background there's lots of construction going on outside and banging but um oh you're at the end, than- are you, are you, which end
1: of the building are you at
0: i for, for for those two people who know the mace building on the podcast i'm in <laughs> room 3.1 <laughs>
1: Oh, that was one of my
0: favorites. Which people also know is two meters away from my desk. So I don't even have to walk
1: very yeah, far to get lazy. So yeah, you've got a building being knocked down at that end, of not you? Yes. Yeah, yeah, not fair yeah. Anyway, anyway. It's a bit weird,
0: every building around our building is being either knocked down and rebuilt or is being reclad and expanded.
1: Yeah, so we'll, 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 move, we'll move on from the fact that you guys didn't win any of those projects, but anyway. Uh, oh. <laughs> one of those was I lost one of those, so I, I shouldn't really make that. joke twenty-one more fields. Landsec choose chose the wrong builder. Wankers.
0: Uh, um, yeah, you know sit here and go wrong and have got health and safety violations. And yeah, that's here. it. Make,
1: making noise complaints. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> right. So, what are we chatting about today? So, we've got a um, interview today with Gareth. From yep. the APMP, which um, which 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 I think will be a really interesting conversation. They're, bo- they're both quite strong characters. Um, yes, they yeah. experienced in bidding and APMP world. So um, we'll have a chat with them to find out um, what's going on in the conference, which is next week for those listening. Relatively soon after this comes out, um, what they've got planned, and and perhaps some behind the scenes of the APMP conference um, but what have you been up more? Up to more recently there Jeremy APMP training we were going to have a quick chat about that
1: Oh, yes. So I can't. We recorded some episodes that won't go out because we've now recorded this one. We didn't know whether we'd get them or not in time, did we? Um, I can't remember whether we said on one of those that will never be heard or on another one. So sorry if I'm repeating myself. Um, But I've been I was going to say lucky enough. But actually, I had to work bloody hard. Um, I'm now accredited or the bid toolkit is now accredited as an ATO, an authorized training organization with the APMP. Digitally. Um, so, in theory, now, well, from Monday the 7th of October, um, anyone can go onto the BID Toolkit site, watch our training videos one by one, once a week, or whatever, or all in one go, and then go onto the APMP's examination partners website, take the foundation online course for $300, I think it is, and uh, then you pass it, obviously, because you've been well trained with my stuff, and then uh, you're accredited. And away you go. So um, you know whether you're in a rainy UK or it's somewhere in Africa or Australia, Australia or wherever you are, um, anyone anywhere in the world can watch those videos, take the exam, bang, job done. Um, and of course, uh, you know if you really want to rip me off, you could sit a few of you in a room and watch them together uh, for two hundred it is. So um, yeah, that's it's a big step for the it's a big step for the business and took. Um, quite a lot of work to align my content with APMPs um, because there's slight differences in language but best practice is best practice um, it was just, just a bit of work to move a few things around so yeah from Monday is, the 7th is,
0: knock, knock yourself is that, out Is that a paid thing so people have to pay for access?
1: Yes Yeah. so you have to rent my videos you get to rent them, if you buy them all at once you get to rent them for a week um, if you buy them one by one, you get each video for forty-eight hours, uh, and they're hosted in Vimeo Pro, so you can watch them on your phone when you're on the training to work. or um, Is that your weekly fire alarm test?
0: Yeah, hold on. <laughs> well, wow. um, uh, 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 sorry, a colleague just walked in the room. Uh, I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting the uh, fire alarm. Um, I hope that didn't that didn't pierce anyone's anyone's ears. I, no, I, tried, I tried to put my hand over the speaker at that point. Whether that works, I don't know. But that, well, I that, think that, you that's pretty fascinating, Jeremy. I mean, is that the first time it's ever been done?
1: uh no so there are a number if you go onto the APMP's website you can find a page with their atos for both live training and digital um there so there are a number of companies that have got the digital accreditation um but there aren't any that have got it integrated into a bid processing guide that the bid toolkit site is because that's unique anywhere in the world honestly um i'll fight anyone who says different. um and uh but and you'd have to make a judgment on the quality of their content. There are some of the big brands that have got some stuff, uh, but I think uh, mine's better.
0: I'm sure I'm sure it's equally as good, if not better. Um, yeah. we get into today's um chat. So we're chatting with Mel and uh I was about to say Graham Gareth. Um Gareth from APMP. Um we and we actually do chat a bit about because we are, as we said, talked about four. Doing the podcast live we hope if we get the recording sorted um yep. but we'll definitely be there on the monday at the career development session um but shall we fire straight into it
1: yes go for it
0: let's go for it so welcome to the podcast gareth and mel hello how are you
2: very well thank you very well
3: thank you mike
0: Oh, fantastic. Um, So we are going to have a chat today about the conference, what's coming up, um, and maybe some behind the scenes of all the effort and stress it takes to go through to set up what is, I guess, the UK's largest bidding and procurement uh, proposal conference. Um, But before we begin, do you want to just give us a quick introduction, who you are, how you got here, uh, and what you do day to day?
2: Yeah, certainly. I'll, I'll go first. Um, so thank you for for inviting us to be on, on the podcast. Uh, my name is Gareth Earl. I'm the vice chair of APNP UK chapter, and I have the delight of being the conference director for this year. Um, in terms of my day to day job, I'm the assistant vice president for bids for a company called TP Group, which is uh, an engineering and consultancy um, company. Um, so how I got here? How did I get to where I am with APMP? Well, I suppose it all started not that long ago, really. There was a conference uh, down in Basingstoke a few years ago, and I was there, and there was a speed networking session that Pete Morris ran. And during that session, uh, I did, uh, I had a ten-minute session with Amanda Nuttall, and uh, and we were talking about, you know, who we were, where we come from, and things like that. And I said, I'd really like to get involved more with APMP. I've, you know, just known about it for, for a couple of years now, and I'd quite like to get involved. And she said, you should. And then probably about six months later, uh, I found myself being the membership director. Um, and then since then became uh, vice chair this year and uh, stuck my hand up to do uh, conference director this year. And then I become chair next year. So, um, so yeah. Wow.
0: That's that's Basingstoke, the infamous sweaty socks
2: tennis centre. <laughs> Absolutely, when the air conditioning unit all of a sudden inflated and it was oh, that's quite interesting. What's going on here? Yeah, uh, that that was an interesting venue. Um, yeah, I think uh, the Hilton Hotel at Heathrow is uh, is much much nicer than that and works much better. So uh, so yeah. Uh, and welcome, Mel. Hello.
3: So, um, give fu- a intro? yeah, funny enough, I'm, I'm actually in Basingstoke at the moment, So, and it's not the favourite place I've ever been, but um, I'm Mel, I am the chair of the UK chapter uh, this year, I work for a company called Harmonic, and I'm a principal business winning consultant, which basically just means I go across the board to all the industries and all the clients and help them win more and better business. So, um, I got into APMP uh, on the board a couple of years ago, because um, I used to work for John Darby, the ex chair of APMP and John is, as I may have alluded to before, a fantastic delegator. so I did a lot of work for John before he approached me to actually join the board um, and here I am and i 've had an amazing year i 've had some fantastic projects to concentrate on um, I can probably give you a, a little bit away later on, uh, but most of it I want to save to a conference. Um, but it's been a really, really good year. So I've had a great time and I've met some great people and it's it's been hard work.
0: <laughs> so does the chair actually have to do some like, proper stuff then during the year?
3: What do you mean, do I actually have to work?
0: <laughs> As in, like you said you've got, you got projects and stuff
3: yeah so um so the board if i if I give you a little bit of background about how the board works, the board is split up into different portfolios, and the chair kind of oversees all of the portfolios but also um the portfolios are everyday stuff like events and membership and things that just go on anyway, so as chair, you're kind of responsible for bringing in new ideas and trying to bring in newer initiatives and trying to just help grow the membership and help grow um the uh, the profile of the certification program um so yes I have some work
0: so (laughs) I I say that tongue-in-cheek is the the, the couple of organizations I'm involved in outside of work yeah the chair is is essentially kind of the uh the one who probably does the least because they they are the chair they just kind of oversee the thing and everyone else has okay. to do the work around them But you, it sounds like you actually have a proper job when you have to do stuff when you're on the chair yeah. which is probably a good thing
2: right
3: but also not like... exactly not only am i cool. the chair i still hold the uh, marketing communications portfolio doing a, a dual role this year so i'm doing double job. so i'm overseeing yes I'm, i have to have my you know your, your head in everything but I'm also still doing the marcoms director role, so it's it's a busy year.
1: Wow, you you guys are advertising for the marketing role yeah, at the moment, so. aren't you?
3: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> because, because because I'm knackered.
1: <laughs> I can imagine. I don't know how you fit all this in when you've you've got a proper proper real job as well. Um, well, you know, bidding, the, the, bidding's not the real to that is like, like that. Football. I
3: don't have a life. So. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Oh gosh! I exactly. can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: I think so you, that's you a, have, a nice, a nice.
3: You you have to just have a passion for where you want it, where 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 you want the whole industry to be, and then you just find a way, don't you? So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's Quite. A, that's
0: very true. So I guess a big drain, your t- a big drain, a big part of your extracurricular activities has been the conference. So. Um, what have you got lined up for us this year then
2: so the conference this year um the main thing this year is that is is coming of age um because APMP UK is 18 this year and you know it's it's a big achievement and a big you know mar- milestone for us to to you know recognize and celebrate as to where we are sort of thing um and, and we need to consider where we've been and then the future development where do we go to from from now um and i think it's it's really important for us to to realize that you know the, the change can start from within so from from that main theme of of coming of age we we want to explore and and through through the sessions that we've got lined up is things around leadership how we become effective um, leaders, how we establish uh, a bidding capability and how we defend that against the, you know, tightening budgets and things like that, that, that every, everyone's facing at the moment. I don't want to talk politics, but we all know what's going on at the moment and how that's, you know, potentially impacting companies sort of thing. So leadership is is really, really key. Um, professional development and personal growth, as well. You know, I think that's really, really important. And it's not just about certification. Certification is actually a major thing of APMP and and a major driving factor. But there are other ways that we can we can develop within our career and and how we can help each other and and how we can have resilience and how we can be you know better at looking after ourselves and each other um, from a mental well being side of things that does have a few links to to the conference last year that that obviously had such a big impact on people around the mental health side of things but it's 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 more than that this year um and and when i speak to people about conference and why they come a lot of people say it's the time that i get to speak to other bid professionals who aren't working in the same company as me but understand who i am and what i do um and so i think that's you know that's really important and then our third uh, area is around emerging technologies and techniques and what's you know that really is coming to the crux of the coming of age we've got to where we are now what's coming next we've got ai coming around the corner and all sorts of things and it's happening right now but how's that affecting us and, and what can we do about it and how can we best uh, react so that we are ready for it uh, and be properly prepared for, for when it does properly kick off so so yeah wow. major thing Coming of age, and then leadership, professional development, and personal growth, and then emerging technologies and techniques. That's the main things, but obviously, you know, we've got some fantastic keynote speakers coming along as well. We've been really, really, you know, lucky to, to get um, Tanny Gray Thompson um, to, to come and be our, our, one of our keynote speakers, and uh, Belinda Palmer, we've got Adrian Webster, and then we've got Pete Morris, our, you know everyone knows Pete Morris from our, you know, Master of Seminaries. He's doing a session as well, so we've got some four really good keynote speakers as well.
0: So, so there is an episode of the Red Review that will probably never make air because we managed to get you guys on board. We did a, <laughs> we did a backup episode with just me and Jeremy talking about the conference, and one thing okay. we debated was um, keynote speakers. So, um, whether how you select them, and whether you choose, you purposely choose people that aren't mm-hmm. in the bidding in procurement space, or well, what's your kind of thought process around how you choose those headlines? Because talking frankly, they must be quite expensive. i think been booked speakers before; they're not they're not cheap to book. So how no, do you choose? It,
3: it, it's actually a really difficult them. process, um, and it, it's really. Um... A lot of effort goes into choosing people. There are thousands of keynote speakers out there that you can choose from, but trying to find ones that are relevant um, and have something to say about what your theme is or what your topic is. It doesn't necessarily have to be industry related because none of these people even probably know what bidding is. But what, what they're talking about are the themes that we've put in place and they have a lot to say about that. But the process itself, is um, it's really difficult, isn't
2: it, Gareth? So Yeah, it is. It's one of the biggest challenges that actually we face from the conference is, is making sure that we're able to select the right keynote speakers that fit within the conference, that, um, that you know, really do have something to say. And, and what they say is then going to resonate with the audience, you know, with, with our membership and, and non-members that come to the to the conference as well. And that that really does take a lot of time and energy and effort, but it's it's worth it because we've had some fantastic keynote speakers in the past, and, it, and Mel's right. You know, sometimes getting them from outside of our profession really helps because if if we're able to see others um, having similar sorts of issues within their day to day kind of jobs, I think that that helps us. So I remember again going back to Bay. Uh, no, it wasn't Bay. It was before then it was um it was Sally sports Nugent, hole. the sports um yeah, uh, <laughs> Sally Nugent, the uh the sports editor for BBC and she was talking about you know, deadlines and making sure that um that everything is, is on time and, and, and you've got a time at which, you know, you just have to say, Enough is enough. Any more information I cannot take any more you know, and that really resonated with me in the audience and I think that that can really help. Interesting. So, do you
0: think do you perhaps not choose people in the field then, or or is that just just by chance?
3: No, it's it's, it's who's got a baby in the background?
2: That's me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's nothing to do with um the field. Um, we try and widen it outside of bid and proposals to give um perhaps the members uh. Like a light bulb that then they're not the only ones that suffer these same things and try and broaden everybody's horizons or everybody's thinking about you know we're not the only ones that are suffering this 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 goes across all all people all all industries so um if if you put into one of the the you know the speaker central uh portals and proposal speakers there are people that will pop up as probably zero but if you put in your themes about and the themes is the hardest part actually coming up with the themes but if you put in your themes you get a whole host of people to to choose from and then as long as you kind of like have to do research you look at what they talk about you youtube them you google them and you think okay well this is something that affects our industry because it affects everybody and you kind of go from there it's, it's 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 quite a long-winded process and it you know if there's anybody that wants to help we'd be grateful for some help
2: next year
0: <laughs> <laughs> was there anyone you
2: wanted you couldn't get yes yeah um, and we actually had contracted we had jason fox i literally fox. cried we had jason <laughs> fox lined up for this year so um so the um sas um uh, forces guy who who's very very SAS much in, in, in wins. you know public eye sort of thing and and oh, we right. we had him all lined up and and contracted but unfortunately his um his filming um, schedule changed, and therefore uh, he he was unable, and and he, and he, you know, he dropped out. But again, that no, that yeah. was very much was was very upset. You know, it was yeah. <laughs> I was very upset as well. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think it's that it, what he was able would have been able to bring, uh, particularly around that that personal element of it. You know, in the development, and then also the leadership as well from from, you know, from from his experiences in the SAS and and. Being resilient and, and, and things like that. So so yeah, we 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 had him lined up and um unfortunately um yeah he dropped out. So um who knows? You know, um, you know, maybe next you know. year. There's there's a,
3: there's I, another one I we saw actually. I just sorry to interrupt. There's Go another on. one we saw um this year and we thought he was amazing, but the timing was off, so we're hoping, you know, that he he's on board for next year.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Who's
3: that? Oh, I don't know. that I can tell you at this point. They can't tell
2: me. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> but, I need then, to
3: let I me, leave, we'll leave, we'll leave, leave an yeah.
2: air of suspense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. We're, we'll tell That's you. Part, t- we'll tell you on the uh, podcast man. next year. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <Yeah, it's> definitely. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Yeah,
0: so in the marketing podcast at Mace, there's all these kind of videos of stuff that we've done over the years, and there is a video of Foxy. We took him to Battersea Power Station, and mm-hmm. he did like a morning. With all the construction guys there, and it's the most awkward thing because you think you know going up and down on site all day. These guys are pretty fit, but they just weren't at all, and they're all trying, desperately trying to do press up to look macho in front of him And and he, <laughs> he just like about space about ten minutes just. Them. and then no people left standing at the end. The <laughs> they decide to chip in. And they're like they're not even looking like bothered. I, to
1: the gym, I, re- I reckon device. he's been working out since then. I mean, in, in <laughs> fairness, in fairness, I, I won that job for Mace, and I know for a fact that team are getting absolutely beasted at work every day, so they, pro- they probably <laughs> didn't really face pay- <laughs> it. It's a fucking horrible project.
3: However, to go back to your question, I am gutted that we don't have him. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, there you go. Well, well, if there's anything that's going to spur on ticket sales next year, it's that. So um, we'll keep no, everyone he's, on suspension.
3: He's, 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 on, he's on, off my hit list now.
1: So, <laughs> so there's obviously, still, there's obviously still, a hell of a lot of work goes on uh, to build your confidence. Yeah. So um, tell us a bit about the process that you go through. How you know, how long, for, how far out do you start planning the conference? And I mean, it sounds like you're planning next year already. Uh, but what does that process look like and who i guess because you're going to change chair and and are you going to change gareth are you going to do the conference director role again next year or does it change hands every year or what does that look like it's uh,
2: the the conference director role itself is is a full-time role um you know doing it as well as another portfolio sort of thing just just wouldn't work at all um sort of thing um so so it it, it, you know it will change um that's that's for sure but yeah i mean in terms of the process it is it is a long process we have already started planning next year from from a pre-planning side of things um looking at venues looking at you know speakers and things like that so so yeah it, it, it it's a it's our you know flagship event um sort of thing but it does it does take a lot of time I mean our first proper kickoff meeting for this year was beginning of February and we've had um, pretty much fortnightly calls since then um, Mm -hmm. keeping on top of things you know because it's you know there are obviously things that you have to do along the way and you've got to hit those milestones and and making sure that everything is on track and the one thing that we can't influence really and truly is is the ticket sales you know we can we can get the we can get the schedule up we can get the keynote speakers we can get the venue we can put all the information out uh, you know to to people we can spread the message but we, we can't force people to you know to sign up to it and and you know and, and come along But yeah, we every single um, and then for the last, I would say last four or five weeks, we've been having uh, weekly um, catch up calls. And I would say that I've been having pretty much daily um contact with our events team. And it's all as things As long that... as
3: daily palpitations, eh, Gareth?
2: Yeah, yeah. And and so long you know, it's it is, you know, it's all in hand. It's all we're all talking about things that we're doing right now. Everything has been actually on track, you know, organization wise all the way through. Um so so which, you know, which is really, really good um but you know with a few weeks to go obviously there are always the 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 really key things that we have to do now and that's purely because of the timing issue it's not like things have been left to the last minute absolutely not it's just that it's the things that have to happen now just mount up and, and up and up and up and you know it's it's the last few weeks so um so yeah a few weeks one week Oh well, yeah last one week now yeah yeah we'll be we'll be sitting down to to dinner uh in a week's time so uh,
1: so yeah Well, I mean, fair, fair play to you cuz yeah, you know mike and i put on some breakfast events yeah uh, now now and then and uh yeah so we 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 have a a small insight into the the sort of work that goes into events but i'd, I'd never get into doing something as big as this i mean i have to say i'm i'm in a hotel tonight cuz i'm going to a conference that's put on by a professional, I won't name names, but a professional um, conference business that puts on 80 odd conferences a year. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think, I think you're, I, I'm not, I'm not naming names, Michael, um, but, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that one. And, um, okay. you know, I think your stuff is great. You know, you've got an app for it. You've got all sorts of stuff going on. It's the, the market for it's really good. You can see the amount of effort that goes in. And the thing is, the attendees will never know the, the, the true amount of effort that goes on in, on in the background. So no, fair play to you, because it is an important thing. You know, we've, we've been trying to help and trail it and things with this podcast in our own little way uh, for the last yeah. few weeks. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's my first one I've never been before. Um, so yeah, no, because we've talked about this on the podcast a few times and people hear me talk about it, but I've grown up in businesses that were anti APMP for one reason or another. Not overtly, not like because you know, there isn 't anything else, it weren 't in another tribe, but just um, never played a part in it, and i 've only, I've only got engaged in the last year, and, and largely because I can see the work that you guys and people like Tony Round are doing to to drive it forward, so I think it 's changing and, and building momentum for our discipline, and I can see that so I, anyway, well, well done was the message very good do, do you have the panic? that
0: when you launch it, then yeah. no one buys any tickets as we always do with the events. And I get panicked messages from Jeremy about it. the have a night going, um, no one's signed up, no one's joined. What do we do? And then eventually people do buy the tickets and we're fine. But did you have, do you have that or did, do you get pretty? Yeah, I think you're always
2: going to have that sort of panic sort of thing, but I think that's the same for pretty much any event really and truly. Um, I've, I've managed uh, events previously for for other things um you know even back to university days of uh christmas ball for for um my my uh subject society sort of thing you'd think you know we've we've contracted with this money let's hope that we sell the tickets um but i think you know you just have to go with a bit of faith of um if you've got a good um a good you know you schedule for people and a good amount of content that you know you, that you've got all your bases covered that that you will you will sell those tickets um and um yeah it, of course there is you know and that, you know, mel talks about my blood pressure yeah um it, that's that's where it comes <laughs> from you know it's the ticket sales sort of thing but you know it all comes good and at the end of the day i think the thing is whoever buys a ticket and whoever comes I can hand on heart say the amount of effort that has gone into it and and the quality of the of the content that that will be there will mean that everyone who attends will have a good event and they will learn something and they will take something away that means if if that's achieved that's great if that means that i I don't you know beat the record of ticket sales you know, well, it doesn't matter. It's not about the sales. It's about the impacts that we're able to deliver to, to the people who turn up.
0: So um, my final question for you, because um, I'll watch the time, as always. I, I seem to watch the clock on this podcast, but time fine, right. all right. What are you most excited about, uh, Mel? Uh, and Gareth, what has been the biggest challenge? Um, can I go first? Can I
3: go first? Yeah,
2: yes, you can. <laughs> okay.
3: So I am most excited about um, talking in front of everybody again because last year I found it extremely scary. Uh, It was the first time I'd ever talked in front of a group that large and one of our themes is professional development and personal growth and I kind of want to tell my story um, so I'm, I'm actually a little bit excited about talking in front of everybody, as wrong as that may sound. It's not really. I'm I'm still going to be very That's nervous. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I like that. I oh,
0: am.
3: Yeah. I'm sure you'll be fine.
2: Biggest I'm challenge. Address... I would say, um... <clears throat> I don't know, I, th- I think the biggest challenge. Fill is... in my shoes. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, is is actually, yeah, the biggest challenge, to be perfectly honest, is is it going to be as good as last year? You know, because last year, I think uh, those people at the conference who have been to the conference before had really noticed that the conference had, had kind of stepped up a gear. It, it, it wasn't just that it was bigger than the year before. 2018 there was something special about that conference and Mm. and it really resonated with people and it it made a big impact on people and i think the thing is you know this year is different every year is different but it's it's making sure that me making sure as conference director the biggest challenge is that the, the people who turn up actually you know go away with key learnings and and are able to you know go that was a great conference. I learned a lot. And I'm going to start putting that into, into action now, today, tomorrow. Right, guys. So
1: this is our bit towards the end, the heaven and hell section. So uh, we probably won't do one each, actually. So uh, Mel, what's your yes. bid, bid, uh, bid, bid heaven? what's the what's the best thing that's happened to you in bidding or the best bid you've ever worked on what what's been that real sweet spot
3: so i'm i'm going to go high level here it's somebody who gives me a warm glow and by that what i mean is somebody that i don't have to spoon feed somebody that if i say something to um they know what i'm talking about you know they 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 know the process they know procedure and i don't have to literally um explain everything every step of the way because when you're when you're in the crux of things you don't really have time to do that stuff so my heaven is somebody that makes me feel all warm and fluffy nice
1: I know that is that a fantastic a bit girly.
3: it's very no, girly don't it, t- it's totally true <laughs> There Don't aren't many of them everyone-
2: around. Uh, no, I was gonna say oh, that's, that's
1: that's pretty rare. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you
2: find when you find them, Mel, can you pass them across to me as well, please? No, I'm uh, keeping yeah. them. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah,
1: go on in Gareth. Go- Fantastic, thank you. And then go on in Gareth. What's what's been your bidding hell? What's been the the real low point that you've had to dig yourself back out of?
2: Um, So this was a bit a couple of years ago uh, where I had a technology failure um, late at night and I lost a bid. Um, So I completely lost the word version. So I had a version that was uh, from a week previous and I had a printout of a red team review um, with all the markup. And uh, I looked at it and I thought, Okay, a lot's changed in a week, but let's put on a cup of tea and let's get cracking. And I just rewrote pretty much three quarters of a bid in about 18 hours um, from scratch, Uh, printed it all out, got it all sorted. This was like Friday night at seven o'clock because it was due in at nine o'clock in the morning on Monday. I had a very busy weekend, um, got it all sorted. So I pretty much pulled a 36 hour shift to get it all ready, which Ooh. was done. Took it in on the Monday, submitted it all okay. And then uh, actually the, the, the good thing was uh, we found out Did three months win? later that we win, that we won. <laughs> no, oh, well done. So, yeah. Um, it, it, for, for, a, for a split second, I was like, what do I do? And it was literally a case of, well, there's nothing else I can do. You know, um, IT aren't around right now. There's not a lot I can do about it. I either wait until 8 o'clock in the morning and, and try and sort it out, or I just crack on. So I just crapped on, you know. It was, wow! But yeah, for about for about thirty seconds, my heart raced more than at any point in time organizing the conference this year. So uh, so yeah.
1: Yeah, I can imagine.
2: You do get, I I do. You, you sort. Well, I, I was going to say enjoy. It's not. That's not the right word.
1: But you no. do. You do get those Huffer. war. Those yeah. You do get those war stories though, don't you? Which are really. You know. You just wonder how people sort of get through it, really, because I've heard one. Uh, well, when when I was a lad, I worked at Mushell. Uh, the outsourcing business is now defunct Mm. so i can say um and they had a bid sort of war office it wasn't a war room it was a whole building for uh, a whole floor of a building for bidding their big outsourcing deals and they had a very large outsourcing deal bid that was due to go out it was being printed and in in manchester and there was a bomb scare outside the building um and they had to evacuate the building and they missed the deadline um Mm and the client accepted the bid late because they got the police to tell them the reason why uh, they hadn't been able to do it. And then, um, that is the then, mother
3: of all excuses.
1: It's pretty decent, wasn't it? And then there was another yeah. one where their bid, it, it, This is in the old hard copy days, of course, but there was another one yeah. when a bid was delivered to the Isle of Man instead of the Isle of Wight. Oh dear. <laughs> by, by a courier. That's Google pretty, failure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I always shudder with those sorts of things. It's horrendous, you know. I, I, I've even myself once. I, I did a, a bid when I was at EC Harris years ago, and I went and delivered it myself, um, and got stuck on a tube that had broken down. <laughs> um, and I, I delivered it late, but I managed to sweet—I managed to sweet talk the lady on reception to wind the timestamp back on the receipt <laughs> time, so I was three minutes late. And uh, yeah, and she, and she Oh, that's it. shocking. Uh, she did it. And Do you I, know what? I uh, sent her some flowers afterwards.
3: <laughs> I had one um a couple of years ago that had a weight limit, which must be a modern thing. Wow. And um, yeah, and it, we 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 decided that we couldn't deliver it as we had intended to deliver it because it took two men to lift it. So, in, wow. in its current form. Bloody so. And they wouldn't accept it if it was over like however many kilos. I couldn't remember. So, wow.
1: And it was. <laughs> wow. Yeah, proper big bid stuff. Fantastic. Yeah, Thank massive. You. So.
0: Um, well, let's let's round off then with your with your quick fire questions. So, um, Mel and Gareth, your favourite book, your favourite quote, mm. and an inspiration person that you that inspires you, as an inspirational person would. Um, who would like to go first?
2: Gary. <laughs> of course I will, yeah. Okay, okay so favourite book is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory by Roald Dahl. Um, in terms of inspirational person, it's the uh, Wales International and British and Irish Lions International, Shane Williams. And the quote is, uh, life is what happens to you whilst you're busy making other plans, which is John Lennon um, from his soul, Beautiful Boy. Oh, I really like that Goodness, one. That'll yeah. make a good Twitter post. Yeah.
3: Who's,
2: who's, who's Shane Williams? So Shane Williams, was, um, he was a winger playing for uh, Wales International uh, at Rugby. Uh, and he's, he's not much bigger than me um and when i was at school i was told you can't play rugby you're too small um and uh, and that wasn't just the uh the games master but also my doctor uh, so i had to give up playing rugby um which is devastating uh it still haunts me now but shane williams not much bigger than me uh was encouraged no go and go and Continue playing, going to continue playing, and he became one of Wales's best wingers, and also one of the the greatest British and Irish Lions wingers as well. So, uh, so yeah, he didn't give up, uh, whereas whereas I decided uh, a different route. So, uh, so yeah.
0: But you became a bit maestro, so you know, it's pretty much the same as playing with uh, yeah. But, then, <laughs> but then I'm
2: not currently out in Japan watching the World Cup, whereas he is. So, uh, so yeah. <laughs>
0: So go on then, Mel, Can, g- give us yours. So
3: my favourite book, um, being as you've just put me on the spot, is The Magic Faraway Tree, which I probably read when I was about five. Um, but it's, it's a series about all the people that live up in the tree and it's just amazing and it's really like imaginative and properly like out of this world kind of thing. My favourite, uh, what was the second question? Inspirational person?
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, J.K. Rowling, I think. If you look at the background that she came from, single mother, got turned down, tried and tried and tried and tried tried and tried tried again, Um, and look at where she is now. I think she is properly inspirational. And my favourite quote, I am not going to tell you because I'm using it in my speech at conference.
1: Okay, fair enough. Oh, there you (laughs) go, teaser. Tease. tease. I like that. Have you heard about the story of the five-year-old boy and the first version of Harry Potter? No. I, I, was at, I, I was at a dinner no. a few weeks ago, and there's this guy there, and they, they, they did this horrible thing where they go around and everybody has to say something interesting about themselves or a conversation Yoke. starter. Yeah. So I was talking about my drunk eBay purchases and stuff. Um, and he, he said um, there's this sort of fable where uh, J.K. Rowling went to a publisher and offered them Harry Potter, um, and their way they of testing—they turned testing, it down. They turned her down but the, their way of mm. testing books was to give it to the younger brother of of somebody who worked there. who was this five-year-old oh. boy, and he read okay. he read part of the book and said, "No, I, I think that's rubbish." Um, I and really? so they didn't they they didn't buy it. And it was this guy, it was this guy who was at this ah. dinner was was that five-year-old boy? Yeah. So I'd imagine clearly a wrong yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a wrong end. And I'd imagine his sibling to exactly. kick the shit out of him. Right?
2: <laughs> yeah, and exactly. worth yeah. billions.
1: <laughs> She's amazing. So. She is. She is a real inspiration, yeah. actually. You're, yeah, I'll, I'll give you mm. that one. Fantastic.
0: <clears> oh, well, um, thank you very much for, for joining us today, guys. Um, that it. was a really interesting no, chat. You. And I think I am really excited. Back going to conference uh, the conference um, next week after missing it last year and and I've heard fantastic things about the venue and last year I you know a lot of people I spoke to said last year was fantastic mm. so I've got got high hopes for that as well especially under you, or your leadership on the uh, on the organising so um, thank you very much for joining us
3: we look forward to hosting you next week
1: yep. see you then fantastic. Yeah.
2: Too. Right, take
3: care.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks. Thanks Bye-bye. Hey, well that was pretty good, wasn't it, Jez?
1: Yeah, it was really interesting uh, because I, I imagine most people don't realise the amount of effort that these volunteers uh, put into the the, the APMP and the discipline. So, yeah, fair fair play to them. Fair play to them. It's a real. I think,
0: I think that's the thing, right? They're volunteers organising a two-day, full-on professional-grade conference that people are paying a lot. You know, the price point is quite high. People paying a lot of money to go to. Uh, and they all do it in their spare time. And I mean, that's the—I guess—the dedication of people to the bidding industry is that they're willing to um, put that time and effort in to get it to get it right. But um, mm. yeah, wow. I mean, that is a hell of a commitment because you know professional um, events companies. And yes, arguably they probably get more people in and, and might bit more of a marketing machine. But we, what a team, a paid team developing that in their business model for? How to make it run, and, and and the APMP does it all on the basis of volunteers and and goodwill.
1: Yeah, no, I mean my, my wife runs a marketing agency. A big portion of what she does is events, uh, marketing of events, running events, organisation, influences and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it's you know it's an incredible amount of work. So yeah, fair fair play to them play to them I'm actually I, I forgot to say I'm going to put in a submission uh, to pitch for being a global board member of the APMP at the weekend um, oh, I saw so we the should... deadline yeah the, de- the deadline's Monday they only gave us a week um, which I would change I think that's uh, a bit punchy but I've, I've written something and I'm going to have, a, have another read at the weekend and send it in, so we'll see how we get on. Because I've only just joined in the last few months, I suspect I won't get it, but I've certainly given them some punchy ideas on how we can improve. Um, yeah. So we'll, yeah, we'll see where we get. See where we get. Wow. So hopefully, I'll be able to join these guys and help influence it.
0: So uh, before we go, I've got to tell you this little story. So I. am uh not working on but just keeping an eye on a bit that one of our teams are doing um and so i get all the, the tqs and i have little looks, check them for. There's, there's no sort of golden rules being broken or anything there's TQ. coming someone says you've obviously set very tight page and word count limits what happens if we ignore them will you throw a whole bid out will you just not mark the extra pages would you not mark certain pages um What's the consequences of being non-compliant? And I thought that was so gutsy because obviously I, I don't know the bid in detail, but I guess the uh, word counts are ridiculously restrictive for what the client wants to hear. Um, yeah. Yeah. But they're willing to go. Do you know what? We're just from, essentially we're forewarning you. We're going to put non-compliant stuff in because fuck you. Um, uh, so you can only mark. And they basically they came back and said, yeah, we'll just mark the first four pages and everything else be disregarded. But they're also going for the bid strategy of allow them to disregard the rest of the pages, but assume they'll still be there somewhere, and someone will have a look at them, and it may, you know, subconsciously it might or
1: them,
0: yeah. them. Yeah. Well, I
1: what, like, I'll, I'll, when I. I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah that's that is punchy i mean I'm, I'm sitting outside ypo's office at the moment in yorkshire which is filled with hundreds of procurement people i will go and i'm seeing some of their most senior people i will ask them the question, uh, what they would think of that and tell you next time
0: yeah i i, I just made me smile i just thought like you know basically it basically it was a veiled thing of your word count gonna ignore you and, and we'll give you the actual answer Um, what are you going to do about it bring it on procurement anyway on that note um, we'll we'll leave it there shall we
1: yes mate well thank you for arranging that one Uh, I think it was quite important and uh, you know we'll get it out ahead of the conference still that's on on Monday hopefully people can pick up on it over the weekend and uh, then we'll see people at the conference on Monday when they are doing the career accelerator workshop
0: And Tuesday, Wednesday at the main conference, are both there as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've got Red Review podcast stickers and sweets to give out. And I think you're going to be Bid Toolkit branded, aren't you? Uh,
1: Yes. I've got a T-shirt with the Bid Toolkit on the front of it, white with orange branding, so you can't really miss me. I tested it at another conference I exhibited at on Wednesday. Um, Yeah, just ignore some of the bumps in it that's that's filled with sausagey man curves.
0: <laughs> right. I'll uh, I'll see you on Monday, Jeremy. And thank you very much everyone for joining us today. Thanks very much everyone. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
2: Hi, it's Katie again, producer of the Red Review podcast. That's the end of the show and links to the things we've discussed today can be found in the description. If you've got a question, topic or recommendation, drop Mike and Jeremy a message on Twitter via at RedReviewPod and we'll see you next time.